0: This is The Drive with Larry Hardesty podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: You can follow me on Twitter and interact with me there at Jake Asman, A-S-M-A-N. we got Joe Leo and Julian Kushnick on the other side of the glass. More of your calls coming up. More of your calls on the debacle that was the Jets' performance in Seattle. By the way, the Jets and the New York Islanders have something in common. They both no-showed against the Seattle team today, so the Islanders got thrashed by the Kraken tonight. Wonderful. As a Jet Islander fan, it's been a banner day for me. Just brutal. I, I mean, ha- just how was this team 7-4? and four? <laughs> I-, I mean, come on, man. This team was on the precipice of the playoffs. If they just won one game during this losing streak. They would have a basically win in your in game next week because I still think New England's going to lose to so the Buffalo Bills, who will probably need that game for the one seed next week. I had a flight booked to Miami. Tickets to the game, ready to be purchased. Hotel, everything. I was ready to go. And all they needed to do was take advantage of the second lease on life they got after what happened last weekend and show up today. And the Jets never showed up. They were not ready to play. They allowed scores in the first three series of the game. They trailed 17 3 before it was 17 6 at halftime, and they're lucky it was only 11. They start the third quarter three and out with the ball. Just awful. Awful. The sad reality for the Jets is you have major concerns about this coaching staff led by the head coach, and you don't have a quarterback. I I like Mike White. If he's back as the backup next year, I'd love that. But Robert Sala and Joe Douglas in a make-or-break year are not going to hand the keys to the castle to Mike White and nobody else. It's sad. It's sad. If you're the Jets, you have to get it right at quarterback. Because nothing else truly matters. They have other issues on this team. The offensive line needs to be rebuilt. They also got to get healthy just all over the place. Getting Bruce Hall back and AVT will certainly help. Another year of Sauce and Garrett Wilson will be awesome. They do have some good pieces on this team. But it comes down to quarterback. Comes down to quarterback. And oh yeah, it also comes down to this head coach, whether or not he's the right guy. And are there going to be changes to his staff? Is Mike LaFleur the offensive coordinator next year? I don't know. Should he be? I mean, I think Mike LaFleur, I've tried to defend him at times. I can't defend what we saw today. You know, the run on third and four from shotgun. There's no rhythm, no flow to this offense at times. They constantly stink in the red zone. I mean, if, if you're watching the Giants today, you get to just party all day, a blowout of the Colts, you're going to the playoffs, and then you put on the Jets, and it's a nightmare that the Jet fan has seen so many times, specifically a nightmare in Seattle that we have seen throughout the course of Jet history. Just brutal, man. Brutal. Uh, that's the word I keep coming back to. Because the words I really say are not allowed on uh, 98.7 ESPN. Horrible. 800-919-3776. 800 espn Let's go to Buddha in the Bronx. Wants in on the Jet Conversation. Buddha, you're up next. Thanks for the call.
2: Hey, Jake. Thanks for taking the call. You know, uh, <laughs> as disappointing as the Jets' uh, performance was today, albeit not surprising you know the Jets playoffs situation has been a rumor for a couple of weeks you know collectively the team has not played well and that includes you know the great defense but today specifically was a total house of cards you know when you really look at it I'm not saying this in hindsight I felt this way you know from the start you know you got a, a bad and up offensive line the quarterback obviously is not healthy and then you got a coaching staff that's been struggling for the last uh, three, four weeks, maybe even longer than that, you know, and they're just kind of looking for somebody to actually save their jobs. But perception, you know, is reality in this town. We all know that. Um, Salo, whether it's fair or not, he, he's entered the Xander zone. You know, he and his staff, they, they've looked manic and reactionary, you know, in the season's tightest moments. And, um, you know, the Zach Wilson uh, spin is going to happen. You know, he didn't develop because Salah and his team didn't develop him. You know, he's got a GM who, let's be honest, he he does not get criticized a lot in this town. And uh, it's it's a big disparity in terms of his expectations as opposed to, like, the coaches and the quarterbacks. But he's already spun away from one, um, you know, coach and quarterback I don't see him as the kind of guy who, if he doesn't have to do that, you know, to save his own self, he looks to me like the kind of guy who's going to do that. So, you know, to sum it all up, it's nice if the Jets get another quarterback, a free agent quarterback. Uh, But when you look at the coaching staff and everything that everybody's talking about, the, the, the way that they've performed, the way that they've looked in the national stage, you have to wonder is that going to be an impediment to you getting the best available free agent, you know, or having to overpay for somebody who might not be the solution either?
1: Buddha, thank you for the call. Look, the reality is I still think the Jet roster is attractive enough for some of the free agent quarterbacks we're going to be talking about despite this debacle. I think Robert Sala is still as well-liked throughout football circles. But you got major concerns about the guy now, and it it pains me to say that because I finally felt like they had the coach. I said all the time to my fellow Jet fans, hey, I like this general manager. I like this head coach. Yes, Zach Wilson has not worked out, but you have faith in them figuring it out. I, I'm not as confident as I once was. How, how could I be? They've lost six straight, or four, what is it, five straight? They're about to lose six straight they lose next week. They we won a game in December. They've scored 37 points the last four games. They had 10 days to prepare today, and they came out and played their worst game of the season, given the context. And you can't, look, Zach Wilson's not any good. I, I call the Zach Wilson defenders Zach Wilson truthers because they refuse to really just acknowledge that, hey, maybe he's just not good. Maybe he one day can be, but he's not good right now. But you can't blame Zach Wilson for this today. He didn't play. You know, I got to watch Geno Smith, you know, consoling him after the game today, hugging him, telling him, hey, it gets better, kid. Don't worry. Ten years from now, you might be good, too. I, I mean, give me a break. I-, I just, I wanted to vomit today. And then you have, you know, the the Jet beat writers coming up with their cheesy Geno knock out the Jet puns. It's gross. I'm tired of it, man. When is the Jets when does the Jet fan get to actually celebrate a good season? The Giant fan got that today. Regardless what happens in the playoffs, there's not any Giant fan out there who's gonna be devastated if they lose wild card weekend. You'll be disappointed. You're not gonna be devastated. That's what I wanted as a Jet fan. Just get me there. So I can stop seeing these dopey graphics every game about how the Jets haven't made the playoffs since twenty ten. But now we'll see him for another year, baby. It just doesn't end. When does it end? When does it end? I want to hear from Robert Sala right now because he was asked, what do you say to fans like me and you out there listening who thought this playoff drought was ending when the Jets went out there and started 7-4 and four this season? I
3: promise you no one's
2: hurting more than the people in the locker room, especially me. But at the same time, I know it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but there's still a lot of, a lot of really cool things to look at in this season. But right now, it, it stings big time right now.
1: Yeah, it stings, Robert. It does. I mean, just, once again, the word is brutal. That's the only way you could describe it. Not that I thought the Jets were a Super Bowl team or not that I thought they were going to go out there and really even go on a deep playoff run, right? I mean, if they played the Chiefs wildcard weekend, they're probably losing. All right, I'll deal with it. Get me there. Get me to Miami. I had the plane ticket booked. It wasn't Southwest, I'll tell you that much, but I had it booked. I was ready. And they no-showed today. I mean, there was not even a point in this game when you thought the Jets were in it. Even when the defense would make a play or the missed field goal happened or maybe they would show some signs of life on offense a little bit, you had the killer drop by Corey Davis or Garrett Wilson today of all the people. It stinks. You know what really stinks? It takes away from yet another phenomenal game by the best cornerback in football. Sauce Gardner today held DK Metcalf to three receiving yards. DJ Reed also played really good today against his old team. We don't get to talk about that, though, because the Jets went out there and they no-showed essentially a playoff game in Seattle with 10 days to prepare. Brutal. 800 919 is the number. It's Jake Asman in for Larry Hardesty here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to Angel in New Brunswick. Angel, you're up next on 98.7
3: Jake, a pleasure to speak to you on ESPN, and good luck going forward. Unbelievable. You're right. The word is brutal. Um, I'm psyched all week. We get sucked in. Great season and everything. I was there Thursday night as well with you, and think we're out of it, and all of a sudden we're back in it. This team just sucks you back in. I'm waiting all week. I'm excited as hell. Get to this point, and what's this team do? Don't even show up. It's got to be on coaching. We, we've been through this too many times. Too many times. I feel for the fans who got to travel next weekend. We're, we're going to go down there, wherever goes. show's up. It's about pride again. This team didn't even show any pride today. The coaching staff didn't even show pride today. you got an opportunity, like you said, playoffs. This got us to the game. This got us to that chance. Now do we talk about? Oh yeah, well it was a great season. You know we had we're going on six losses in a row. It's brutal, Jake. It's brutal, and it's tough as a fan. And the organization's got to look and find a way to get this done already because this is year after year. And I, I got kids that we were they were five and five and three at the time. Now they're twenty and eighteen years. We're all dressed up. We're all psyched up. Me and my son sitting there on the couch watching this game. Opportunities just right out of the gate. Deflating. Deflating. And it's just frustrating. It's so frustrating. I love this team. I love the Jets. But they are driving us to, you know, it's brutal. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I just, you know.
1: Thank you for the call. I I I think you represent how this fan base feels. We're sucked in again. When Mike White got cleared, I was dumb enough to think the Jets were somehow gonna win. I, I really was. I, I told you guys I bought tickets for the Miami game. I was ready to go with my plane tickets. I, I was prepared for winning you're in. I thought the Jets would win. They'd be on Sunday night football next week, winning we're in. <laughs> and instead they don't even they don't even show up today. We couldn't even get false hope from the Jets that maybe they might win. I, I mean I was throwing stuff all over uh you know my house today. It's just this was a nightmare. To give you guys a, a, some perspective of the type of Jet fan I am, I'm the Dave Rothenberg of Jet fandom, all right? I know Dave is with the Giants. That's how I am with the Jets. i just nuts, man. You allow this team to suck you back in. All I wanted for Christmas was a Packer win and then Mike Re- White's ribs to heal, and we got that. And then on the second lease on life, when you're thinking they got a chance after the season should have been over last Thursday at MetLife against the Jaguars, they no-showed today. And yeah. Obviously, injuries have destroyed this team. Zach Wilson being historically inept has destroyed this team at times this year. We know that. But now i got to worry about the head coach and the coaching staff? That was like the one thing I could point to when this team was somehow winning, when they were 7-4, and four, despite awful quarterback play from Zach Wilson in a lot of these games. It's tough, man. And I like Mike White, but he's not the guy. Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are not going into a make-or-break season. With Mike White as their guy. The question for the Jets is going to be, what quarterback do they bring in? Do they try for Aaron Rodgers? Do they even call Tom Brady? Do you call the Ravens? I think you start there, and then you're going to likely end up with Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr. But I'll tell you what, you know, the Jets fans that don't want Derek Carr, Derek Carr's average season in his career is 25 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 4,000 yards, and a 94 passer rating. He's never played on a team where the defense has been better than 20th in football in his career. He's been to the playoffs twice. He's not Patrick Mahomes, but you could do a lot worse than a guy like Derek Carr. And sadly, I think that's where this is headed because the Zach Wilson experiment is over. This team needs to make the playoffs next year. They could have given themselves some extra time had they got in this year, but when you no-show like they did today... And when you don't win a game in December, you lose two games at home in back-to-back weeks against the Lions and the Jaguars. Everyone's on the hot seat. This coach going into year three, this general manager going into year five. Fans are rightfully fed up. We see the Giants year one with a head coach. They're in the playoffs. And here are the Jets once again being laughed at. Same old Jets. Pains me. It pains me as a Jet fan to have to continue to go through A game like what we went through today. A month like what we just went through. Awful. Happy New Year, Jeff fans. What a day. 800-919-3776. 800-919-ESPN. More of your calls coming up. Giant fans, I want to hear from you as well. What's the contract you're offering the Daniel Jones after a day like today? He's clearly your guy going forward. It's Jake Asman in for Larry Hardesty. It's The Drive here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This is the Drive with Larry Hardesty podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: How about this? So the Pittsburgh Steelers just beat the Baltimore Ravens. They're 8-8 eight and eight on the season. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season, as we all know. They play the Browns next week. The Steelers are going to finish above five hundred. And then here are the Jets who are 7-4 and actually beat the Steelers at Heinz Field. I don't care what it's called. It's always going to be Heinz Field to me and everyone listening, I'm sure. And here are the Steelers with a rookie quarterback who's light years better than what we have seen from Zach Wilson, which is not saying much, but you get the point. Kenny Pickett tonight leading the Steelers to a 16-13 win over the Ravens at Pittsburgh's 8-8. Coaching matters, and Mike Tomlin is one of the best. I mean, he proves it year after year. This is one of his most impressive coaching jobs, though. And I like Robert Sala. I want to believe in Robert Sala. But then you have a game like today, and it makes you question everything. And they just showed the updated playoff standings on NBC. The Jets are no longer even in the hunt. We couldn't even have that, Jeff fans. Hey, being the graphic at the beginning of the year, we want to be in the hunt. They have officially been eliminated, of course, as we all know by now. And I'm absolutely disgusted as a diehard Jeff fan. Disgusted. Let's go to Mike in Queens. Mike, you're next up on 98.7 ESPN. What's going on, Mike?
2: Good evening, Jake. How are you?
1: I'm okay, Mike. Happy New Year. Okay, Mike. Happy New Year.
4: Happy New Year to you, up uh... The Jets, uh, I believe, you know, people say, oh, they got more wins this year. They're making progress. I'm going to have a take that's a bit off the beaten path. I believe if I was, if I was a Jets fan, I would think this year we end up worse than how we began. Because we end the year without a QB, and that's bad, bad enough. But let's but there's more. We let let's talk about Robert Sala. <clears throat> time management. What game was it where he used have one time timeout on the board? Another game. Uh, the O C hot hot and cold, mostly code. Uh the Jets, for my take, have no QB. Now they have no head coach, no OC. And I and okay, a defense improving Gary Wilson. No, oh, that's all fine and Danny Brees Hall when he's healthy. But what good is Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, the defense if there's no QB, head coach, or OC. And if you're the Jets, I'd rather crap out, go 3 or 14, because on a top pick, although they can't draft or develop a guy, but you go bad, you clean house the top pick, but now the Jets are what, what 7 or 9? Do they bring solo back? I wouldn't bring him back, but they'll say, oh, he fought, they fought hard for him. If I was a Jets fan, with no man's land, you know, mid-draft pick, no QB, no head coach, no OC, and last thing I'll say, a great job tonight, Let's make you a puny guy every Sunday, Sunday night with Jake. Let's do it. Happy New Year.
1: Mike, Happy New Year. Look, your points on the quarterback, it's spot on. They don't have a quarterback. I like Mike White. i love to see him back as the backup. He's not the long-term answer at quarterback. He's the perfect guy that could come in and win you a game. He's Colt McCoy. He's Gardner Minshew. And that's great. The Jets could use someone like that, but they need a real quarterback. They need someone that has a track record that could come in and elevate this team. I'm very iffy on Mike LaFleur. I don't know if he necessarily survives this. I'm not ready to give up on Robert Sawa. I'm just not. I I can't blame him for Zach Wilson playing the way he did. I I mean, at some point, Zach Wilson has to simply be accountable. All right, everyone's saying the Jets ruined Zach Wilson. Well, then Steve Young came on the Michael K. show the other day with Dan Grasso and Ty Butler, and Steve Young even admitted, yeah, Zach Wilson can't play right now. He can't play right now. He's fundamentally flawed. He's not getting better being out there. So I think style is going to get a mulligan for Zach Wilson. Him and Joe Douglas have to figure out the plan at quarterback. They could fix the O-line. Maybe they could actually get lucky with health for once because that's a big reason why, unfortunately, why this Jets season has been destroyed. They're 2-7 and seven since Brees Hall and AVT went down. But they have to get it right at quarterback. It starts there because despite some of the issues our last caller talked about, I still believe if they had competent quarterback play for the vast majority of the season, they have two or three more wins. I mean, they had two yards of offense against the Patriots. You want to get on Robert Sallett for something? I think the biggest mistake he made this year was not the timeout debacle against the Lions. I think it was not benching Zach Wilson in that Patriots game. Either at halftime, start of the fourth quarter, Mike White could have won you that game. He could have came in, gave you one drive. You needed a field goal. All right, the defense didn't allow a touchdown and you lost. Yet here are the Jets, currently picking 13th in the NFL draft, for those curious. I'm on the great website, tankathon.com. Hello, old friend. I'm back. You'll see, normally as Jet fans, we check this website in like late September. So at least we made it to 2023, but this still is just awful. Let's go to Greg in Syosset. Syosset's where I'm from. Go Braves. What's up, Greg? Thanks for the call. Greg. All right, well, we don't have Greg. Let's go to Mike in New Jersey. Mike, you're up next on 9870
3: ESPN. Yes, hi. You can hear me, right? We hear you, Mike. Um, been a Jets fan since I was five, glutton for punishment. I was born in Brooklyn, I lived out here for quite some years. But uh, one mistake the seller made in the beginning was he said it wouldn't be the same old Jets. I thought he jinxed himself with that. But the point is, uh, I called for, is the quarterback keeps being, being talked about. No matter what quarterback we have, they get clobbered, there's no blocking they get killed how are you going to have a successful quarterback without getting successful really good blocking yeah Mike talks about
1: that yeah Mike thanks for the call you're right they have to improve this offensive line now to be fair AVT has gone down Makai Becton has gone down Dwayne Brown is playing with one shoulder George Fant has been awful but he's playing with one healthy knee Uh, I mean Nate Herbig is a backup he's filling in he was out today Uh, Connor McGovern's very average and. I like Joe Douglas. Lakin Tomlinson's been a bad free agent signing at left guard. He has not been good. So they got problems up front. I trust Joe Douglas to maybe, I don't know, try and fix that in the offseason, but they still need a quarterback. Yes, there's other issues with this team, but the reason why ultimately this team is missing the playoffs for the 12th season in a row is because they got historically bad quarterback play for most of the year. The three games with Flacco, the nine starts of Zach Wilson. I know they had a winning record with Zach, but they lost four games with Zach Wilson at quarterback this year. And in those four games, the Jet defense gave up a total of three touchdowns, not even a touchdown per game. They need the fixed quarterback. It starts there. You know, sometimes on the radio, we fall victim to just, you know, playing the hits and just saying, ah, you know, just talk about the quarterback because that's, that's, that's what generates the phone calls. They need the fixed quarterback. They have other issues as well, but it's a problem. It's a problem. The whole, the, the whole season feels like it's a problem. I, I know maybe big picture I'll think about it and be excited about some of the young pieces on this team, but let's see what's 7-4, and, and they're going to miss the playoffs. They couldn't even make it to the last week of the season alive despite a 7-4 start. That's depressing as a Jet fan. 800-919-ESPN is the number. More of your calls coming up. We're with you for another 30 minutes. We're taking you till midnight. It's Jake Asman in for Larry Hardesty. You're listening to 98.7 ESPN.
0: This is the Drive with Larry Hardesty podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: It's Jake Asman here on 98.7 ESPN in for Larry Hardesty. Got less than 30 minutes left in the show. We're taking you until midnight. More of your calls coming up, 800-919-ESPN. You can always interact with me on Twitter, at Jake Asman. It's A-S-M-A-N. Only one S. I know what you guys are thinking. It's Asman, pronounced like... Jasmine without the J. Uh, some breaking schedule news from the NFL. We know the Jets are done, so they won't be flexed to Sunday night when you're in, in Miami. But week 18 for next week's schedule, at least the Saturday portion of it, is out. Chiefs at Raiders at 4.30. Titans versus the Jaguars for the AFC Ch- uh, South Championship at 8 p.m. So there was some thought if the Jets won today, maybe they'd put Jets Dolphins on Saturday night instead. It doesn't matter. Chiefs at Raiders. Titans versus the Jaguars. That's Saturday. The rest of the Week 18 schedule is TBD. The Giants could play at one. They could also play at four, obviously. Since their game does have implications for the playoffs for at least the Philadelphia side, I wouldn't be surprised if they put the Giants in the four o'clock window. We know the Giants are in. We know the Jets aren't. More of your calls right now. 800-919-ESPN. Let's go to Derek in Manhattan. He wants in on the conversation. Derek, you're up next on the show. Thanks for calling in.
5: Uh, Yes. First time, long time, Jake, i following you for a long time. Listen, we've all been watching the game today. We know Mike White's clearly not the guy or the answer in terms of the Jets quarterback for the near future. What are the other options we do? What are we looking like in the draft right now? And uh, what free agents are you thinking about in terms of uh, who we could bring in next year as the starting quarterback?
1: Derek, thanks for the call and, and for the kind words. I like Mike White. You're right. He's not the guy. Zach Wilson's not the guy. I, I, if there's anyone arguing Zach Wilson should start next year for the New York Jets, I mean, it just walk the other direction. It's enough. The starting quarterback for the Jets is not on their team right now. What I would do is this. I, I'm I'm swinging as big of a swing as I can here. All right? I'm, I'm big-name hunting. I'm calling the Packers and seeing if they would trade Aaron Rodgers. We'll see what happens with their season. They win next week. They're in the playoffs. But what if they flame out again to the Niners in the divisional round? What if Rodgers... Wants to move on. You call. I'm not saying the Jets are going to end up with Aaron Rodgers, but you call. You start with him. You start with Lamar Jackson if the Ravens would be dumb enough to trade him. I don't think they will. And Jet fans, you might think I'm nuts. I am nuts. I'm a Jet fan. I'm calling Tom Brady. He nearly played for the Miami Dolphins a year ago. Him and Sean Payton were a package deal. The Dolphins got docked for tampering. They lost their first-round pick. That was a thing. That was going to happen. That was why Brady had the Fagazi 40-day retirement. That was going to happen. Trust me. So if he was going to play for the Dolphins in the AFC East and stick it to Belichick you know, in Miami, why not come play for the Jets, Brady? And when Tom Brady says no, then I move on to more realistic options. But make him at least say no. All right? He's Tom Brady. He's never going to actually be bad. I don't, he can play till he's 50. You watch him today? Or what do he throw for 400 yards today? I mean, my goodness. But the Jets are likely going to be ending up with Derek Carr or Jimmy G, if we're being honest. You want Ryan Tannehill? I don't. You know, I'll take Derek Carr over Jimmy G for this reason. Derek Carr at least plays. You bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, he's going to get hurt. So who's your backup if you bring in Jimmy G? Better be Mike White or someone like that. You take out Derek Carr's rookie season, where most young quarterbacks struggle. And by the way, he wasn't even that bad as a rookie. Derek Carr's average year is 25 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 4,000 yards, and a 94 passer rating. Other than Vinny in 98 and Fitz in 2015, over the last 25 years, Jeff fans... No Jet quarterback has done that on an average year. That's Derek Carr's average year. Josh McDaniels is a train wreck of a coach. I'll bank on Derek Carr's overall track record rather than what's transpired this year. A year ago, Derek Carr had that team in the playoffs with an interim head coach. I think the guy is competent. You're not getting Josh Allen, and you're not getting Patrick Mahomes. So any of these quarterbacks you bring in are going to have issues. They're going to have warts. So you got to pick the best of what you can get. And if it's Carr or Jimmy G out of the likely options for the Jets, if Rodgers, Lamar, and Brady aren't realistic options, I'll take my chances with Derek Carr. He started at least 15 games in every year of his career. Jimmy G has stayed healthy twice in his NFL career. I mean, Derek Carr has never played on a team where his defense is ranked better than 20. The Jets' defense is overrated. We know that. They, we, we talked about that at length tonight on this program. But they're the best defense Derek Carr would have ever played on. I'll take my chances with that guy. You put Derek Carr on this year's Jets team, they're at least in the playoffs, which for a Jet fan, that is like winning the Super Bowl because it's been so damn long, 12 seasons. Disgusting. Back to your phone calls we go. Let's go to my guy, the Hennessy Heisman in the Bronx, wants to talk about the Jets. Hennessy, you're on with Jake Asman here on 98.7. What's going on?
0: Yo, Jake, what's up, man? Glad to hear you on New York, man. You know I'm a big supporter of yours, so what's up?
1: I appreciate you calling in, Hennessy. I wish it was under better circumstances, but thank you for the kind words.
0: Yeah, I know. Listen, real quick, man. So I've been listening to a lot of the callers and a lot that I could say that, I mean, there's nothing I could really say. I agree with everybody. But it's just, I, I was looking at the whole season, right? And I can't believe we started the season six and three at Dubai. And to make matters worse, I remember we kept making excuses. When Joe started the season one and two, we said, damn, we can't wait for Zach to come back. Zach comes back, goes five and two. He doesn't look good but well, we start making excuses for Zach because the defense is playing amazing. Whatever. We, we, uh, he, he had that situation with the Patriots. Mike White comes in. He goes one and two, but he looks good one and two. So then he gets hurt. We go back to Zach, and it's crazy. Then Zach gets benched for a running back. And, and I'm just like, I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, listen, This is why my friends laugh at me when I tell them I'm a Jets fan. (laughs) This is why they laugh at me. No other team can start four different quarterbacks in one damn season but us. This is why I get laughed at by my friends every year. Then how about some of the fans that said, you guys think we should be on a a primetime game this year? No, I don't want to see my own team on primetime. Are you crazy? This season was just a joke, Jake.
1: Hennessy, thanks for the call, man. Look. The Jets have had some seasons where it's like they're a joke. All right, I I went through the Adam Gaze hero. All right, we all understand what that was like. This season has been very, very disappointing, unfortunately. I can't sit here and say it's a success. Did they improve? Yes. Are there some good things to like about this team? Absolutely. As as depressed as I am right now sitting here in the Michael K Show studio, I I I mean, I have to acknowledge there are some good things about this team. But the way they have finished is leaving the most disgusting taste in my mouth. So, I I can't sit here and say it's been a great year. This team is further along than where I thought they'd be going in. But, you know, to be honest, I, I thought the Jets would win seven games this year. They're at seven now. Now, when they started seven and four, I thought they would shatter that. And here they are. They're probably going to finish seven and ten. Unless they can beat Skylar Thompson next week. And if they do that, great. Finish eight and nine. What difference does it make? It's frustrating, man. This is not, you know, your typical, you know, season over the last decade where, like, you're not even in the mix in December. Your season's over before Columbus Day, as I like the joke on YouTube all the time. But it, it still stinks. This is not fun, especially when you got to go look and see the Giants going to the playoffs, feeling great about their quarterback, feeling great about their head coach. At least when Zach Wilson was struggling, I still felt like, all right, Robert Styles got control of this team. These guys are playing for him. And the last two games, it's been an epic fail, specifically today. Ten days to prepare. What the hell did the Jets do all week? Seriously. What did they do all week at the Forum Park facility? Did they they prepare at all for this game? Because three plays in, they're down 7-0 and never recovered. I mean, they got to obviously figure out who's playing quarterback, but now you have questions about this coach, and I hate saying it because I don't want him gone, but he's on the hot seat next year, and Douglas is too, the general manager. He has to be. We got open phone lines for any Jet or Giant fan who wants to weigh in. Let's go to Mac in Ohio. Mac, you're up next on 9870 ESPN with Jake Asman in for Larry Hardesty. What's going on, Mac?
6: Hey, Jake. Uh, big fan. Congratulations on the on the slot and uh, subbing for the great Larry Hardesty. Um, I'm the guy that got after you for Long Beach Joe, by the way.
1: Mac, appreciate you. Thank you so much for calling in.
6: Hey, uh, Jake. I mean, I couldn't even watch this game today. I spent the whole time talking with my friends. Um, and, I, you know, obviously Mike White was not, you know, physically well to play. But, I mean, I, I, this coaching staff, Jake, we're not ready to play. I'm sorry. I mean, I was a believer in Salah, but I'm not sure I am anymore. Thanks for taking my call.
1: Mac, thanks for making it. That's how a lot of Jeff fans feel. I can't sit here. And tell any Jet fan not to feel that way anymore. I, I'm still not gonna say fire the guy. I'm gonna give him a year three with a better quarterback, with another draft in free agent, you know, free agent class from Joe Douglas. But this team better win next year, man. Because if they don't, everyone's gone. Everyone. I mean, Robert Sala, when this team was seven and four, he was in coach of the year, you know, conversation, consideration. And they've collapsed. As the Giants who look like they were also collapsing, they figured it out because they're well coached. Now you look at the Jets with 10 days to prepare. They come out there, and they're not ready to play. They no-showed in Seattle. Horrendous. Horrendous. We're going to wrap up the show with more of your calls coming up. It's Jake Asman in for the great Larry Hardesty here. We're taking you till midnight. It's 98.7 ESPN.
0: This is the Drive with Larry Hardesty podcast on 98.7 ESPN.
1: A good day to be a Giant fan and a depressing day to be a fan of the New York Jets. 800-919-3776, 800-919-ESPN. You can always tweet me at Jake Asman, J-A-K-E-A-S-M-A-N. A -A A lot to get to here before we wrap up the show. Let's go back to the phones right now. Let's go to Orlando in Queens. Wants it on the Jet Conversation. Orlando, you're up next here on 98.7. Orlando. We do not have Orlando. Let's go to... Charlie and Beth Page. Charlie, you're up next on
6: 98.7. Jake, how are you? Uh, I I gotta tell you, I listen to your YouTube every day. A huge, huge fan of yours. Uh, you know, and, and I gotta tell you, a diehard, bleed green and white Jets fan. I had uh, uh, I went to the Lions game. Had coaches club seats for that game. I want to just make two points, Jake, and get your opinion on it. A um, couple of things. Everything you're saying about the Jets is spot on. I mean, I love Mike White. I really do, and I, and I would love to see him be the guy, but they need to go out and get the best veteran QB they can because if they don't, I think they're in a heap of trouble next year. They have too much talent to waste because these guys are going to definitely be on the hot seat. Charlie, My second point is, yep. Jake, I may, I saw an analyst on, on YouTube somewhere. I forget exactly who it was. He made a point that when we lost AVT and when we lost um, Hall, it's not been the same since then. And, 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 and he, he, he correlated that to other teams that lost they lost the two top offensive players. And I think he's right there. I, I just think that just the offensive line is a disaster. And and, and, and I'm disgusted, disgusted beyond words that, that we didn't get a roughing the pastor call when Mike White got hit up there in Buffalo. He could have killed him, Jake.
1: Charlie, thank you for the call. I don't know if it would have killed him, but that that was a brutal hit. And the Jets are, I believe, the only team in the NFL that has not gotten a rough in-the-passer call all year. Because they're the Jets. The problem with the Jets is they have to overcome the stigma that is being the New York Jets. And it stinks, but that's the reality. But as far as what our last caller brought up, yeah, the offensive line's in shambles. A big reason why is losing Elijah Vera Tucker, losing Makai Becton. George Fan, and Dwayne Brown are both old and playing through injuries. Nate Herbig was a backup. He's coming in. the the you know the success he had early on is seemingly worn off, and Lincoln Tomlinson has not been a good free agent, sonny. So this O line definitely needs to be fixed. But the reality is, you could have a great O line as they had towards the beginning of the year, and you still need a good quarterback. And Mike White, I think, has a role on this team. But I they cannot go into next year in a do or die year with White as the quarterback let's try orlando and queens again see if we can get them back up orlando you're up next on 98 7 with jake asman what's up orlando
5: hi jake how you doing happy new year it's a pleasure and an honor to be uh talking with you i, I watch your show all the time um i want to tell you and i feel for everybody i'm a 10-year uh jet fan from queens but they are a success okay because i would you know um they know that they don't have a quarterback we could have gone into this year not knowing and still in the sort of uh, in-between zone, and that would just derail any of our plans. So we give J.D. Uh, a chance to get a good veteran, you know, somebody that, you know, we know that J.D. can uh, vet for skills, and, and he knows how to scout. Give him a chance to get a good veteran quarterback, focus up the resources on that, and we know we got a good defense. So we know who we are, a good defense and in need of a good quarterback. We got weapons, Brees Hall coming back, hopefully, ABT. Use the draft to get a good O-lineman and something else on the defense, maybe safety or linebacker that can tackle more reliably. And I think we're good. I think we're good for a shot. Happy New Year, Jake. Love you, man. Thank you.
1: Orlando, thank you for the call. Happy New Year to you. I wish I could be that optimistic, man. But you said you've been a Jet fan for 10 years. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why you're optimistic. We've seen this before, man. I, this felt like 08 with Brett Favre at quarterback. The Jets still alive for the playoffs that year. They were 8-3 and three that season. This year, they were 7-4. and four, And they completely no-showed that game. That game ultimately got Eric Mangini fired. This game, I don't believe, will get Robert Sala fired. But, I look, yes, there's some good pieces on this team. There's no doubt. But we can't sit here and be like, it's a great year because we found out what Zach Wilson is. Uh, Zach Wilson was the second pick in the draft. You swung and missed on the guy. Even if you bring in Derek Carr or Jimmy G, what's their ceiling? They're not top 10 quarterbacks. You're hoping you can put together a great team so you can make a run. One of the years, they're the QB. So I, I just I can't sit here and say this has been a, a great season for the Jets. It hasn't been. In fact, I'm disgusted by the way this season has unfolded. Big picture, you want to be excited about some aspects of the team, sure. But the laundry list of things that Joe Douglas has to do, our last caller made it seem like it's easy to do. Oh, they need a safety, they need a linebacker, got to fix the offensive line, oh yeah, they need a quarterback. Do we know they have a head coach now? Because that's my biggest takeaway from a game like today. I like Robert Sala, and I'm not saying fire the guy. I'm bringing him back, but he is absolutely on the hot seat. This team was not ready to play. Not ready to play. They no-showed essentially what was a playoff game. No-showed. So we can't sit here and celebrate the fact that the Jets' win total was five and a half in August, and here they are at seven wins. Not when you win games early and then collapse late expectations have to change this team wanted to talk playoffs this head coach said we'll see the bills again we're taking receipts he said that and here they are they have been eliminated before the last week of the season so yeah big picture I like a lot of players on this team I do sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson are freaking awesome Brace Hall is amazing AVT phenomenal DJ Reed great Quinton Williams give him a blank check it's not enough I want the playoffs man I want the playoffs and they blew it with a 7-4 and four start. They're not even alive going into the last week of the season. And the crummy Patriots, who the Jets somehow lost twice to, are still alive. It's just, man, it's brutal. Brutal. Today was brutal. I don't know how else to describe it. I, how I really want to describe it, I can't say on, on, on FM radio, unfortunately. It's just they have to figure this out. Look, I feel like we say this every year as Jeff fans, but this is the most important offseason coming up in a long time, maybe ever, because this team could win next year if they make the right moves. That's a big if. That is a big if. That's going to do it for me. A huge thank you to Ryan Hurley here at 98.7 ESPN and John Withrop for the opportunity to be on tonight for the very first time. This is a lifelong dream for me. I do afternoon radio in Houston. I'm on ESPN 97.5 down there. And I grew up in New York. I'm a New York guy. I grew up listening to the station. I've been a K show listener to Michael and Don since 2006 on the 1050 AMD. So to get a chance to fill in tonight for the great Larry Hardesty and do a three hour show is a dream come true, even despite that debacle that was for my football team up in Seattle this afternoon. That's going to do it for me. Big thanks to Joe and Julian behind the glass. Sports Center All Night is coming up next. Jake Asman signing out.
0: This is the Drive with Larry Hardesty podcast on 98.7 ESPN.